0: or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of t for c can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Tim Naftali. So... When you put on your historical hat, when the history of the 45th presidency is written 20 years from now, you yeah. how do you think Donald Trump will be remembered?
1: Well, I I've been mulling over whether he will be the worst president. Or the second or third worst president in american history i still think that james Buchanan has a lock on being the worst president in history because his actions weakened the union and partly led to the civil war and i think that is the ultimate failure of a presidency if you can't keep the country together i don't see any greater failure but in terms of modern presidents i think donald trump is on track to be the very worst. And when I say that, I I mean his incompetence is unparalleled. Warren G. Harding was not a particularly competent president, but he wasn't stupid. And he also didn't try to divide this country actually after the Tulsa riots that we've learned more about because the president sought to make his first, he thought post-COVID, of course it wasn't post-COVID, public rally in Tulsa. We were reminded of the the massacre in Tulsa in 1921. Well, Warren G. Harding was president and, and he tried to issue a healing statement afterwards. So this is a, we have a president who is not only incompetent, but a divisive president. And the coronavirus challenge has shown the costs to the country of an incompetent president. It's a terrible thing. I I wish we didn't have to go through this to see the costs of incompetence. All of those lives that we lost because our federal government didn't step up to work closely with the states and to send the right public message about the steps that each and every one of us can take to not only lower our own vulnerability, but to discourage the transmission of the virus. That's on Donald Trump. So I think that he will be remembered as, as a low point. What I can't predict, and I don't wanna predict it, because we haven't written this story as a people yet, is what the long-term damage of this presidency will be. Part of the damage is are the lives that have been lost. Part of the damage is the opportunity that has been lost in the international sphere, the, the good things that could have been done for other countries to stabilize the world, things that could have been done in Syria, all that lost opportunity. Some things will come back, like our alliances, because it is in the interests of Great Britain, of the United Kingdom, and of France, and of Canada, and Australia, to have good relations with us. Those will come back with a new president. But what what I can't say, because we haven't written that chapter yet, is what the effect will be on all of us. And that depends on the referendum in November. The American people now have no excuse. They know Donald Trump. They know his incompetence. They know how divisive he is. They know that he enables white supremacy. They know that if he isn't in his heart a racist, he certainly acts like one. And if they reelect elect him, that's, that says something about where we have gone as a country. And that chapter hasn't been written. And so the long-term damage of Trump and Trumpism cannot be assessed at the moment. The fact that there is damage, that's around us. The consequences for our government of the impeachable offense that he committed in the way in which he perverted policy towards Ukraine and probably from John Bolton at least is from his book, probably towards other countries in the service of reelection, we know about that. The effect on careers of civil servants, we know about that. The way in which he's discouraged people from public service, we know about that. The cynicism that he has inspired in the young people who can lead us out of this mess, we know about that. But the extent to which that is all lasting damage, That will be determined in November.
0: I read an article in which you were quoted. This was a recent article. And you said with Trump, you get all the dark side of Nixon and none of the good.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, I said that because Nixon, for all of his flaws, and they were manifold, Nixon believed in government. I don't mean big government. I mean, he believed that the federal government had a job to do. And this president doesn't care. It's not like he has a vision of government that's a libertarian vision, which means it's very small. He doesn't care about government. He hasn't taken the time to hire for his government. He apparently doesn't do his homework. He doesn't prepare. And you can tell, it, you don't have to read John Bolton's book or an Anonymous or the you know Bob Woodward's Fear. You don't have to read these books. Philip Rucker, although they are very good, you know it from his tweets. You know it from his public appearances. He hasn't learned anything since January 2017. He's the first president that I've ever studied who has not learned a thing. I'm not talking about trivia here. I'm talking about learning how to be president, learning how to be commander in chief, learning how to be head of state. Those are things that are not intrinsic to any job other than being president. There is no real preparation to becoming president. There are ways of sort of understanding it. I mean, a vice president sees how it works, but the vice president doesn't bear the responsibility of a president. But so the job is unique. And that means anybody would have to learn. I don't care how smart you are, how stable a genius you might be. You have to learn on the job. He has shown no evidence of
0: learning on the job. Well, and I think that he has also shown no interest in learning on the job.
1: Contrast that with Richard Nixon, And I'm no great fan of Richard Nixon's. My job was to make the Richard Nixon Library accessible to everyone and for it to be a safe space for research. It had been contested space because the family had owned the library. They then transferred 66% of the footprint of the building to the federal government. The documents were always under the control of the federal government, but there was a lot of concern that in this new space with the materials which had formerly been in Washington and now in California, that maybe there would be some restrictions on the use of them. And my job was to make clear, abundantly clear, no, this is an open space for everybody. But Richard Nixon changed his mind about China. There are a lot of things he changed his mind about. That's so important. Imagine Richard Nixon, who had, had part of the way he made his name in the 50s, was almost being a conspiracist about the role of China the in international system. He had been one of those who argued that the Truman administration had lost China, which is ridiculous. I mean, how the United States could have won or lost China, a country with a much larger population is, of course, ludicrous. But he had made that argument. Well, he's the one who goes. He doesn't just have diplomatic relations or doesn't just start having diplomatic conversations with China, he actually goes to China as president. That's thinking outside the box. That's showing that he changed his mind. And that's leadership. Donald Trump hasn't shown anything like that. That's why the comparison between Trump and Nixon is useful to a certain extent, because they both have similarly dark corners of their personality. They both are bigoted. They both are conspiratorially minded at times. But Nixon believed that the presidency was something special and actually tried to rein in some of his bad elements. There was sort of a Shakespearean struggle for him. Ultimately, the dark side won out. But he did understand the presidency was something special, not to be tainted. Whereas Trump doesn't view the presidency outside of himself. He doesn't see it as as a job he should live up to. He's dragged it to his
0: level.